Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. And a very good evening and welcome, folks, to another edition of Higher Ground. Monday, the 28th of February. Chris Warren with you for the next few hours. Mad Russian in the house with me as well. So thanks for joining me here in SEN's very own late night sports bar. You know the drill. Pull up a stool, uh, grab yourself a complimentary drink. Thank you, Hutchie, and make yourself right at home. Get nice and comfy and do feel free uh, to join the conversation. The open line is now open. one 1170 and so too is the text line. 0457 736 736. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. Well, as I say, as I say all the time, we haven't had a million nights. We've only been going for about a year. But uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, Look, most of the stuff we're talking about tonight will be uh, rugby league uh, focused. Uh, There's other sports too we'll chat about. And while I think of it, did you see, uh, did you catch the English League Cup final, Chelsea and Liverpool? That was just remarkable. I don't know if you have seen it, but basically uh, went to a penalty shootout and uh, well, both teams uh, missed their, fir- their, their 10 um, shots in the penalty shootout. So it came down to the goalkeepers then having to have a crack. And uh, one of them, uh, well, the Chelsea keeper, he put it over the back grandstand, uh, missed the net altogether. And so Liverpool... Uh, are champions of the uh, the English League Cup. Quite crazy. I know that uh, Mad Russian is a, a very avid football fan, so we'll talk about that a bit later too, I'm sure. I've never seen that before in my life, and I've been on the planet for about half a century um, or more. Rugby League, though, um, really good uh, incidents and some unsavoury incidents over the weekend from the trial matches. Uh, we'll go through those games um and we'll pick out the, the key storylines uh, from each. You might have some thoughts yourself if you want to weigh in. Um, how did your team go over the weekend? Obviously, winners and losers. But the, one of the big winners, I think, from the weekend was the the opening round of the women's competition, the NRLW. Gee, I was impressed with some of the, the – I didn't watch all the games in full. I put my hand up, I admit that. But what I saw, I really, really liked. And the talent – the skill levels, they're they're improving again. Um, and the Bronx girl, uh, Tamika Upton, I mean, how good was she? God, she's... Uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that too. You might have your thoughts on that. So we had, uh, well, uh, well, that rescheduled match um, in southeast Queensland, uh, the trial game between the Warriors and the Titans. So that was originally to be played 
um, on Saturday at Redcliffe and, and then rescheduled for tonight on the Gold Coast. Uh, that's, well, cancelled altogether. So that's a, a blow for both of those clubs. Um, and while I think of it too, on, on a very serious note, to all those of, of you who might be affected by the weather up there, southeast Queensland and um, northern New South Wales as well, it must be really, really difficult. Our thoughts certainly with you. Um, so as a result, uh, just the one game tonight. And there's plenty of interest too um, around this one. The Sharks, who who many uh, were tipping, and I'm sure still are tipping, to be almost sure things to make the finals, um, up against Canterbury Bulldogs. Another team that has had a lot of um, recruitment over the off-season and uh, a lot of people will think they will be moving north on the NRL ladder, and I'm sure they will as well um, with both teams. A number of key signings. Sharkies, though, 30 points to six. 30 points to six. So it's a fair old drubbing, isn't it, um, against the Dogs? And I didn't see all of it. I saw some snippets. It was pretty fiery affair. Tavita Pangai Jr., um, an off-season recruit. He was on report a couple of times. He found himself uh, in the bin. Matt Burton looked really, really good and um, certainly not out of place uh, in that back line there for the Doggies. I mean, how good was Burton last year for Penrith? But um, he could well be the, the buy of the season. Uh, Nico Hines, he was, he was over everything pretty much. Um, and he's going to be another really big acquisition for um, Cronulla Sharks. So we'll talk more um, about that game, but uh, 30 points to six, the Sharkies. So I wonder what that performance there will do um, to their odds in, in premiership betting. Um, so there you go. We'll go through it. But the bits I saw, oh, actually my kids were saying, get in here, Dad, look at this. There was a big bust up there. And Tavita Pangai Jr. was right in the middle of that. Um, he pulled the shirt, ripped it apart um, off uh, Royce Hunt it was tore it off him um, and that sparked the whole lot but he found himself in the bin there uh, for, for striking in the end so if I just rattle through them uh, Canberra 18 defeated Manly 16 they were 16 nil down the Raiders West Tigers eh what about that that was one of the performances of the round and how good is it for them to to get a, a win yes I know the Roosters had a few out but 16 points to eight they look really good Jackson Hastings looked really strong too didn't he Tigers fans, get in touch. How are you feeling? Um, what are your thoughts? And Parramatta, 36 blot over Penrith. Again, we can say there were quite a few Panthers missing, but even so, I mean, and Coach Ivan Cleary said it was un, unacceptable. It was just, you know, maybe it's the boot up the backside that the Panthers need. Um, 36 points to uh, blot. Then we uh, roll on. The Dragons, aren't they looking sharp? 16 points to 10. There's another team who I think will be big improvers. Cowboys 26, Broncos 6. Disappointing for the Broncos, and they've still got some question marks over well, who's going to be part, partnering Adam Reynolds and who's going to be their, their preferred number nine. Uh, but the Cowboys, uh, they look pretty slick, pretty slick. Storm 24, Knights 10 in Ballarat. Kalen Pong are quiet for Newcastle. Um, Melbourne Storm. They look good. They just click straight into gear, don't they? Um, and you know what? They are going to be right up there again fighting for the title, in my humble opinion, um, this season. And then the Sharkies, as I say, 30 points to six over the Doggies. The uh, women's uh, round one matches, just recapping the scores there, Dragons 20, Titans 12, Broncos 20, Roosters 4, 
and uh, Maddie Studden with that field goal. The first ever NRLW field goal for this season, 13 points to 12 over the Knights. All right, well, you know the drill. Get involved. 0457 736 736 is the text line. If you want to pick up the phone and have your say, please feel free to do that. 1300 01170. Yeah, funky, 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 Russian. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. And I sneak up, maybe given the current climate, I might not refer to your heritage ancestry, not to make light of the bloody situation. Oh, no, well, okay, we don't normally start off with serious stuff, but I think we should, if well, you don't it's... mind, and we'll we'll come back down to the, our normal um, jovial selves. Mm. But, uh, I mean, your, your family, your, mulch, uh, oh. your surname, I mean, it is Russian heritage. Yes. How 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 you how your family? I mean, is, what's it like around the dinner table? What how do they feel about well, it? Well, f- my family, Chris, and hello to everyone. Excuse my voice this evening. I'm, oh, that's I am recovering. Story. Yes, I am recovering. Yes, but, we will um, get to that. COVID free, but um, oh look, Chris, my family's connection long to long Russia long. is sort of long and tr- well and truly gone. My mm. great granddad and great grandmother left there. During the second revolution in World War One, yeah, so yeah. Um, no one's lived there for quite a while, no. and yeah, I feel a lot more Australian than I. Oh no, no, and you are. Although, of course you yeah, are. Um, of course although you, are, you call but... me that um, for the last year or so, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I'll still call you that. Well, it's just very sad to see what's no, happening over there, it and is. yeah, it is. Best of thoughts, of course, with all Ukrainians everywhere. Yeah. Um, tough to see what's happening over there at the yeah, moment. Absolutely. Hopefully it's over as quickly as it began. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also thoughts on a serious note, and look, we normally are just you know, bouncing I off know. the wall here. And we're, 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 we're well, serious news, Chris. Serious news. I'm going to talk about that voice of yours in a moment because mm. that's serious that's stuff. That's not serious. No, no, it is. because. Um, but also, look, if you are uh, feeling the effects of you know um, the downpour, the floods, mm. uh, southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales as well. You might be listening to us up there on the Gold Coast, sixteen twenty, SEN. Um, our thoughts with you too. It, 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 you know, I can't imagine what it's like, but I imagine, and I know there's already been a number of people lose their life. So just stay safe, mm. and um, hopefully we can just provide a little bit of lightheartedness That's for right. you over the next few hours. And if you are up in that area and, and you're listening or, or via the app, let us know where you are, how you're doing. Um, or pick up the phone and, and have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Right. Um, and we're going to be talking to Steve Renoff shortly, in fact, about five or ten minutes. Um, I'm like, where is the Pearl live these days? I better ask him, actually. I'm not quite sure where he's – I think he's in outer Brisbane. Anyway, yeah. um, I hope he's okay and we'll, we'll have a chat to him shortly. Um the Queenslander segment we have each and every Monday, and we generally focus on those uh, uh, three NRL clubs in Queensland, and uh, sometimes we talk about the Dolphins too. Uh, so look forward to chatting to uh, Stevie Renoff. West Tigers fans, we're going to delve into our club-by-club uh, club previews, which we've been doing over the last couple of weeks, and tonight is the turn of West Tigers coming off a uh, round two trial win, which is always nice, isn't it? Um, so I'm going to be talking to Josh Barnett. He is from the West's Life, not the 
band. He's from the Westlife <laughs> podcast, right? He's a host of That's that. Correct. So I look forward to having a chat to him. Uh, you would have seen an article in the Daily Telegraph today and probably in all News Corp publications about the financial health of the ARL, ARL Commission or NRL. And uh, certainly got their nose well out in front. Mm. Um, improvements about 35 or 37% increase in revenue over the past 12 months. Just, I was shaking my head. I was like, how could that possibly be? Because, you know, wouldn't COVID make things a whole lot more expensive? But anyway, I'll talk to uh, Jasper Bruce um, about that article that he wrote today. Um, so lots for us to get through. Now, before we uh, do go to the break too, just on that, that match, uh, the final um, trial played tonight, Cronulla Sharkies. You see, Joel Kane, he's, he's got them finishing in the top four. I think he's almost got them winning, lifting the premiership mm. trophy. He likes them. 30 points to six, they beat the Dogs. And, well, you know, they are looking looking yeah. good. Um, Nico Hines, he was really, really yeah. strong. I saw some quotes from Nico. Uh, where can I get this? Here he is. Um, this is what uh, Nico said. So... He said, we spoke all pre-season about building our game on defence and we defended really well tonight. For me, transitioning from fullback to halfback, I've got to work extremely hard. I haven't played halfback at NRL level now. And if um, I want to be a leader in this team, I have to lead by example with my actions. Um, so that's from Nico Hines. Had a really impressive game. Matt Burton looked good too. He's going to be enormous for the Bulldogs. And Burton said, I thought we shot ourselves in the foot there. Gee, a lot of people come out with that saying, don't they? Shot ourselves in the foot. Is that, have we got a button for cliches? Can we oh. come up with a um, cliche corner? That's something. Because I'm, I'm generally the, clean, the king of cliches. But if we have a cliche and whenever we hear it, we can hit a boom, boom or something, right? And we'll work out and maybe get fined. We have a fine oh, system. Oh, I see. I see. We get a count going. Yeah. I can figure that out. The Across program. the NRL. Oh, well, we're, we're just I developing. don't want a ding or something like no. that. No. We want something That could be cool. No. A cliche. <laughs> that would be very good. And what we'll do, what we'll do, we'll tally them up. Players, NRL players, cliches. Oh, I like so, it. So Burton's got one now. Uh, we've shot ourselves in the foot there. Full credit to the boys, etc. That stuff. 110%. Absolutely. Okay, I see where you're going with it. You see where I I'm like going? It. You like it? I like it. Well, is this a production meeting on the run? Yeah. Well, we do that all the time. <laughs> well, that's what we do. That's what we do. We're ideas men, aren't mm. we? Um, now, so, yeah, look good, Matty Burton. Um, a lot to improve on. He goes on to say we need to work on our defence. That wins games. Mm. And tonight wasn't good enough. Uh, Bulldogs 5'8", Matt Burton, 30 points to 6, Sharkies looking good. They face a tricky road trip to Canberra to start their 2022 campaign on Friday, uh, March 11. That's a twilight match with uh, – and Wade Graham, he went off with an ankle injury too. Thankfully, mm. it wasn't a head injury. They hope he's going to be okay. Matt Moylan is likely to replace the suspended Braden Trindle in the halves. Um, but Cam McGuinness is a couple of weeks away still with that knee Issue. So the Bulldogs, they travel all the way to Townsville for the um, final match of round one. Um, 
So they take on the Cowboys there. All right. Well, I hope um, uh, Toolman's listening in. Thank you for sending the text through. Um, Wah and the Mad Man, um, how did the dogs go tonight? Get me a Bundy. Can you just get Toolman a Bundy, please? All right. There you are, Toolie. You take that nice and slow. Um, so the doggies beaten 30 points to six by the Sharkies. This is Higher Ground uh, with me, Chris Warren, and him, the Madman. And up next, we're going to talk to Steve Renoff. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. Yes, indeed, and uh, that time where we focus on all things uh, Queensland. Uh, and Stevie Renoff uh, joins us thanks to Deadly Choices. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Steve, thanks for your time, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, Chris. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm well. well I'm really well. Hey, just on a serious note, mate, where, whereabouts are you based these days? In Brisbane, on the outskirts, or, or where? Mate, I'm, I'm, in, I'm still at Red Hill, Brisbane, but we're, we're on the top of the hills, so we're, we're out of the rain. But I tell you what, it's been an absolute drenching. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've been through all the other years of, of rain and, and flooding and um, but I've, I've never, I've, you know, I'm not that far from the river, but we're up on the hill. But you know, mm. it's it's just amazing uh, what we're seeing at the moment. Um, but you know, it's uh, that that happens here when we we get that. But it's just been once again, it's just been very um, unique uh, weather system that's happened yeah. up here. And um, but but I think um, yeah, everyone sort of pulls together up here, which is great. Well, we've seen it before, haven't we, um, Queenslanders? How, how does this compare to? Uh, the, the the last major flood that you had. Yeah, look, uh, what the difference is, it's it's uh, th- there was a varying circumstance that happened at Grantham at the time that yeah. that was very different, um, you know, and and that that's that's been sorted. But you know, Grantham got hit um, pretty bad again. So did Toowoomba, mm. and obviously all that water comes down through the Brisbane River and the Bremer River through Ipswich, and um, but. What what we did see, which is different this time, is obviously we we get a lot of, of water in our catchment areas because we got the Somerset and Wyvano Dam, which are mm. uh, on the on the outskirts. Um, but we actually got a lot of downpour within the city itself, um, so that that was a big difference. So it was sort of like a double whammy, um, where this this um, water system, the rain system, just sat on top of us, and then. Um, you know, for for days, and it was very slow. So we we got yeah. bucketed. It was just amazing the amount of water uh, that that was coming down. Have you got any any friends or family that have, have been impacted or, or in a bit of danger or or what? No, no. I look no. Um, you know, all my all my kids uh, or four of my kids are here in Brizzy, and they're all they've all been good. But that, yeah, no, I haven't. No, a lot of my lot of no, no friends to be honest, and or you know, but I, I know there are a lot of people and my. My heart goes out to them um, here in Brisbane. And look, that's just a stone's throw away from me. I just happen to be up high, but go, you know, a, a couple of little hills over um, and there's the Brisbane River. So there's a lot of people in those lower, lowing areas that are still inundated by flood. Yeah. Well, our thoughts to anyone that, that might be impacted, I, I mean that. And um, yes. uh, let's hope you, you guys all, all come through it. Um, okay, I'm talking to Steve Renoff, Queensland legend, thanks to Deadly Choices, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to make healthy choices for themselves and their families. Righto, mate, let's get into it then. Let's, uh, well, let's talk about uh, the Cowboys and the Broncos match firstly. 
Um, 26 points to six, that match played in Mackay. So uh, good signs for the Cowboys. They they look, they look quite good in, in patches. Um, but the Bronx, well, they look disappointing. They, they started okay, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. They sort of just ran out of juice. Yeah, look, it, it was, you know, I mean, we were all, we, we all got this expectation and, you know, um, about our signings and obviously not all of them play, but the, the thing was, it was, um, it, it was, I'd have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed. And look, it's, it, it, you know, Chris and I keep saying this, it's, it's only a trial match, but mm. um, to be honest, I, I, you know, we had a great start and I know Kevy and, and the coaching staff just would have loved been on the other end of that loss, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, you got to give it to the Cowboys. I, I thought they played well, but we just we were just lacking once again um, in, in certain areas. Uh, you know, I, I think our, you know, look, Payne Haas had another blinder. I, I just think, and I, this is where hopefully the difference is going to be. Mm. I, I still think the Haas we had out there probably struggled a little bit um, in, in backing up. I thought I thought early on our forwards were pretty good, to be honest. I, I yeah. thought you know Jordan, Ricky, um, Payne, Haas. You know they they made some good inroads, um, but it's about then our Haas coming up and capitalising on that, and and then, and then then all of a sudden uh, I suppose you can blame the weather. There's a bit of weather in that as well because it was wet, but uh, our, our ball control wasn't wasn't great. Yeah. You know, I, I think Brisbane will be a real big improver this year. I just keep, I keep saying, I look at the squad, I think there's, as you say, they've got a really good forward pack. They've got some live wire out, outside backs. But what they've missed is an Adam Reynolds-type game controller. And that yeah. is that is why, when he comes into that team, I think you're going to see some massive improvements. You were saying last week, uh, Steve, you thought that um, they might go with with Albert Kelly as uh, the number six to open the season against South Sydney. So he was a late withdrawal from uh, from that trial after getting COVID. Do you still believe that? I still believe that. I just think the the that um, you know Adam Reynolds and um, Albert will, will complement each other. I, you know, I just think maybe that was a, you know keeping keeping him both of them off the field fresh. Uh, for the first round, I, I hope that's a thing because, I, you know, the, and look, you know, the guys are out there. I think, uh, you know, Billy Walters uh, was out there, and he, you know, he he tried his hardest, and he, he's always going to put himself under the pump. And um, but I, I just think they don't have what Adam Reynolds and um, Albert Kelly have, and they do have that little X factor. And I think mm. that could be all the difference. As I said, I thought our forwards were good. Um, you know, Payne Haas just. It's just a machine, isn't it? Um, you know, you, you've got to play off the back of that, and unfortunately, we didn't. He's got a, a very big motor, a very big motor, hasn't he? Uh, oh. Payne Haas. Hey, what about the number nine? So who who starts there? Um, Turpin or or Pakes? Yeah, look, I, I, I thought Pakes is okay. I mean, I, I don't, I, might, I don't mind Turpin. Um, you know, he and he he's obviously got the probably the most game time. Uh, in first grade, um, I think they will start with him. Um, he, he looked a bit wounded there. Um, I, I thought the other night, but that could be just a, a knock he got. But um, no, I, I sort of leaned towards him. Look, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, you know, there, there's another equation there. Billy Walters mm. uh, has played hooker as well. 
Mm. Um, but you know, it, I, I think you know I'll go with the um, the earlier selection. I, I just, I just, yeah, it, I think it's a dilemma uh, for him, um, Hooker. Um, I know we're talking about the halves. I, I think the halves will sort of now. Obviously, got Reynolds. I, I, I do think uh, Albert Kelly, but I, I think um, we probably haven't got our our number nine right um, mm. yet. To be honest. Yeah, all right. Uh, and Cowboys, some good signs for them in that match. Um, Valentine Holmes looked looked good, didn't he? Um, and Hamiso Tavolofito oh, was was strong. Yeah, he do it. Actually, I was impressed with um, you know Valentine. I, I thought he did did well uh, against. Um, uh, that's terrible. I've just gone blank there. Um, Katoni. Yeah, Katoni, our number one centre. Sorry, Katoni. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I thought. I thought he was great. I, you know, I, I, you know, I thought the lines he ran. He scored a great try. Um, he actually looked quite comfortable. It's probably the most comfortable I've seen him um, since he's come back to there in the centres. And defensively, he was very good. Yeah, uh, injury. And, what, and I think I think. That, sorry. No, I was just going to say the injury with Katoni. What, what, do we know where that? What Russian? You can chime in. Did coming back it, from? I believe Katoni. Is that right? Was he? Yeah, co- yeah, coming back from. A long-term Oh, long-term. Yeah, no, I thought you were saying he suffered and picked up another one. No, okay, good, good, good. No, 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 no. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, he... No, he, not you, the mad Russian. No, the Russian was talking to me earlier and he was saying, Katoni Stagg's injury. I said, well, I didn't see any injury. No, yeah, obviously. <laughs> they want to keep him fit. They, they need to keep him out in the park for the whole season, hopefully, and we'll see the best out of Katoni exactly. Stags going forward. Exactly. So the, the Titans then... Um, well, that match had to be, uh, well, not postponed. It's been cancelled, the one against the, the Warriors. So that's a, a blow to them um, with limited game time going into the new season. Yeah, it is. And, you know, they, they would love that love that game. But um, obviously the weather didn't allow that to happen. Um, look, I, I still think, um, you know, out of the three, they're probably the more likely at the moment for the state of the season. As I say, though, I, I still... Will back my Broncos. I think with that change of halves, um, and they go with the two that we mentioned. I'm pretty sure that it'll be a different situation. But you know, Adam Reynolds. Um, this is where we're probably. This is where Broncos are probably a bit fragile. Is that if we won a successful season, there's two players. It's obviously Adam Reynolds and Katoni Stag that need to have an injury-free majority of the season. Because we lose them for any any sort of long, you know, mm. extended time during the season, we'll struggle. Yeah, I don't know if you caught any of the uh, the women's NRL over the weekend. I I, oh, I did, caught, mate. Yeah, hey, I mean, what about the standard? It's getting better and better and better, isn't it? Hey, can I can I just say something? I mm. I, I, I did. I watched the the whole of the uh, the Bronco uh, team, you know, play the Roosters and twenty, 20 points to so four. Impressed. Yeah. Oh, so so impressed with them. I, you know, they, they they got that team so so well disciplined, and you know, and I, you, you got to give it to the Roosters. They defended really well um, in that first half, but then, you know, we we got some really good strike players. Obviously, you know, um, uh, yeah, with with obviously Ellie Brigginshaw and. Um, you know, we got we got we got a couple of deadly choices ambassadors in there as well. Yeah, uh, Tamika Upton. What, she what, was brilliant, Tamika. Hey, what about? She's just got so much balance. Um, yeah, I, oh. I, I loved her work. 
Uh, Ali. Oh, I just, I just love the yeah. Ali, Ali's just the organised. She's, she's like the Wally Lewis of, of, of the the Broncos, to be honest. And yeah, she just goes out there. She's tough, tough in defence. She grips in and but very smart with the footy. But Tamika and Talisha Harden. Um, but, Millie you know, Boyle, Millie Boyle. I mean, she split, split the chin with that head clash. I mean, how how tough is she? <laughs> and also really strong, I thought, was um, the back rower. Um, I think she's on the right edge, Amber Danuki. Hall. Yeah. Um, look, they got they got some they got some they got some really good players, and look, they're really on track. I, I think to go for the four peak. <laughs> no, oh, no. You know, I, 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 I got I had the opportunity to interview um, Ali Brigginshaw last week, and um, yeah, they just, they just lose his confidence, and yeah. you got to give it to the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I like the name too. That the, the prop forward, uh, Chelsea Lena Duzzi, Lena Duzzi. She's uh, yeah, she's as Lena tough as, as tough as they come as well. Um, no, well, yeah, you're going for a four peat with the Bronx. Don't write off my eels, mate. What about them? Hey, thirteen twelve. <laughs> Matty starting yeah. with the one pointer. Um, it was just really good to see. So, and we'll we'll cover. Round two, we've got it all covered here on SEM. Mate, thanks for yeah. joining us, Steve. I appreciate having a quick chat. Um, you stay safe, stay dry, and uh, we'll talk no worries, again mate. We'll talk again next week, if that's okay. No worries, Chris. Appreciate the time, mate. Thank you. Absolutely. There he is, uh, Steve Renoff. Um, the best ever Queensland headgear centre and an all-round champion fella as well. Joins us uh, weekly here on Higher Ground. Um, and we do that for Deadly Choices, which is a, a wonderful, um, well, not a charity, but an institution, Deadly Choices, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to make healthy choices for themselves and their families. This is Higher Ground. You bet it is. Coming up to, what is it, 23 minutes to 10 in New South Wales, 23 to 9 in Queensland. And again, our, our thoughts with any of our listeners out there, you might be listening in through SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast or via the SEN app. Uh, if you are in weather-affected areas, uh, our thoughts uh, our thoughts with you. Um, hopefully we can uh, just provide a, you know, a bit of light-hearted entertainment over the next couple of hours. We're here until midnight. 0457 736 736 is the text line. If you want to drop us a question or just send through some random thoughts, you can you can do that. Um, or you can pick up the phone and have your say. 1300 01 1170. 30 points to six. Uh, 30 points to six. The uh, Sharks winners over the Bulldogs in the final match um, of, well, it's the final trial, isn't it? 30 mm. points to six. Um, they look really, really good, didn't they? Cronulla, five tries to one. Uh, Trindle, Nakora, Hunt, Kennedy, Mulatalo, the try scorers for the Sharkies. Matt Burton scoring the Doggies' only try. And Nico Hines booted five from five uh, in his first, uh, would be his first game, wouldn't mm. it, for in or his, uh, in his new club. Now, uh, Sharks were good tonight. A few hotheads in the Dogs, though. Stevie from Padstow is tuning in. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, Davida Pangai Jr. spent some time uh, in the bin. He was on report too. So um, good to have your company. All right. If you want to have your say, you can. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Good evening, John. How are you, mate? How you going, Chris? How's it going, buddy? Yeah, good, uh, brother. Good what, what? The... Uh, mate, good to have the footy back, mate. It's uh, it's nice to see. But look, I just, before I mention my team, yeah. uh, because this time last year you were you were raving on about them getting the spoon, if you remember, right? Yeah, um, I, I remember. I remember, I, the, I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. 
That's good, mate. Now, look, I cannot believe some of the pundits this year, suppose, supposedly experts, have actually, before a ball was kicked, were saying the Saints were going to get the spoon again. And it just shows you how ill-informed they are because they've got a magnificent roster this year and I'm really happy with what they've done. Um, and um, I think, I definitely think they'll make the eight. Um, but, mate, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Mm. Look, I don't think, this is just my opinion, I could be totally wrong, but this is how I feel. I watched most of the games. I cannot believe the Bulldogs have spent that much money and they haven't given Burton a partner in the halves. Yeah. And, you know, unless you have a director, mate, it's not going to happen. And then Burton can't run the team because he's just a runner, in my opinion. You know, like, he looked great at Penrith because he had all that service, you know, in the centres. Yeah. But when he's got to run the team, it's a different kettle of fish. And I say the same thing with uh, Cody Walker. I, you know, I was saying to the boys today, talking sport, that I really misjudged Adam Reynolds' um, worth to the South Sydney team because, yeah. in my opinion, I, did, I, I really thought with him there, Cody could play what's in front of him, you know? And it was very evident that when he had to run the team against the Dragons, Although he didn't have a bad game, but he, he was really far from his best, wasn't he? Because he wasn't getting the, the organising right, in yeah. my opinion. And also, you know, I think the Broncos, he was just talking to Steve, who I wrote one of the best centres ever. He still loved to watch him play. Yeah. He killed us a couple of times. in 92, I think it was. It's yes. Freak of a player. Absolutely. Um, mate, I really think the Broncos have got a lot of problems as well. And I think the problems are only going to be compounded by the fact that you got Kevy Sum there, you know. Billy Walters is a good wholehearted player, but he's not going to be 5A. And he just, to me, he just falls short, you know what I mean? And because it's his dad coaching, then there's going to be, you know what I mean? There's going to be a bit of conflict there. And I don't know, mate. I, I just think, you know, I was watching them the other night. I, they just look, they didn't look. I know it's only a trial, but, mate, they, mm. they, they look really flat. You know? Well, I think, John, th- thanks for your call, mate. We, we've got a couple of callers coming through, Johnny, but uh, you've, you've covered a whole heap of topics there in, in one fell swoop. I think Broncos will be big improvers under Adam Reynolds. Uh, yes, I did tip St. George. I thought they would finish close to the wooden spoon last year. Uh, John, you'll be pleased to know, or you might not be pleased to know, I think they'll make the bloody eight this year. I really do. Well, on on what I've death, seen, on what I've seen so far, I, I think they will be well knocking very hard mm. on the top eight door. Uh, what else did you cover there? I think Penrith will be big losers um, with Matt Burton. I think he's a huge loss for them. I think he's a huge gain for the Bulldogs. Uh, but John's first point there was, I think they looked a little bit rudderless. Um, Canterbury, Matt Burton hasn't really got um, a half inside him because he, he's more of a running 5-8. They are hoping Canterbury and they are hoping like hell, I think, that Kyle Flanagan can kick on and, and do what he was doing at the Roosters before they severed ties. And I'm just still not sure about Jake Avarillo whether he's the, the long-term solution there. John, you made some valid points there, mate. And uh, yes, I do. I do remember having a conversation with John this time last year where I said I thought that the Dragons were in contention for the wooden spoon. Did I, I may have even said I think they'll get the wooden spoon. Okay, I remember, John. I remember and... I think they are going to be rising right up the ladder. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line. If you want to jump on and have your say, you can. Very good evening to you. How are you, Harry? 
Hello, Chris. All right, things, mate. We're still in lockdown. Oh, jeez. In know. the aged care home. But anyway, that's my pro- We were going to have a bus trip today, but that's been cancelled. Oh, jeez. Uh, we had last Thursday free, uh, you know, free of the virus. Then on Friday morning, they tested all downstairs and every one of them had the virus. Bloody hell. But Bloody. not in my section. It's all right here, but three other sections, they've all got it. So we're stuck here for another 10 days. How are you passing we the time, Harry? What do, you, what do you do to pass the time when, you, when you're stuck in there by yourself? Well, we're in our room. I, I watch seven, eight, the, the races, <laughs> and my brother can get a bet on. Yeah. I, uh, and I won 94 bucks in Powerball, and I can't get out to spend it. Beautiful. Oh, ended well, up, send ended it my up way. winning 300. Oh, yeah, oh, but I, I watched what. Canterbury today. What'd you think? Tonight. What'd you think? Oh, mate, we're in for a lean season. Really? I think so. Mm. Yeah, well, there was no pace, and in the first 20 minutes, all Canterbury wanted to do was lay on the player, wouldn't let him up. Yeah. And fight. Yeah. Pangai Jr. got 10 minutes. Saw that. And he's, uh, well, it, it, he's the only, the only bloke with any size. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vaughan, he came on, but even when he played with St. George, I was never impressed with Vaughan. Mm. But their boys looks like a lean season, mate. Well, I hope not, but you're right. They've been active in the player market. We talk about Josh Adokar. We talk about Matt Burton. So really, you know, and Dufty's there as well. They've recruited a fair bit in the, in the in the back line, but, you know, you've got to be playing on the back of a solid forward pack, as you well know, Harry. Mate, thanks for calling. Um, I'm surprised you're still up. My old man would be long, long in bed, and he's, he's younger than oh, you. Oh, no, me. I, I know. Well, uh I go to bed, to, I watch a bit of television, but I mainly listen to you blokes. Oh, good Without on you. you blokes, mate, it'd be a very boring time in here. Because oh. I was always so active. But, mate, uh, Harry, without you, without you, mate, it wouldn't be as colourful either on this station, mate. So um, we, we love you listening, and, and we, we're glad we can hope we can bring a bit of, bit of joy into your life, mate. Feel free to call any time, Harry, all right? Take care, mate. Okay, Chris. Thanks, mate. Good on you. There he is. Harry from Belmore loves his dogs, but you heard it from him, you know. And Harry has been around for a long, long time, right? And he knows a, sh- a lot, a shed, a shed load of stuff get- about all sports, tennis, rugby league. And when he's, but you want to listen to some of the stuff that he's got. Well, I if Harry's saying it's going to be a lean season at Belmore. I'll tell you, Chris, I've got to share an off air secret. Told me then. Just as I was getting him up, ready to put him on with you. Yeah. 75 years going down to Belmore watching the watching Canterbury. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, I know. There's, wow. there's some learnings there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, hey, good fella. Love chatting to Harry. Um, and I'm glad that we can you know, brighten his day up a bit. Must be bloody tough in there. Um, lockdown again. Now, listen, um, keep those texts coming. 0457 736 736. Uh, G'day, Chris. Has Nelson Asofa Solomona had his vax? If not, why is he still playing NRL? No vac, no play. Steve from Padstow says that, uh, well, no, he hasn't had his vax, no. but he has got an exemption, right? 
That's right. How so, did he get this exemption? Well, so once you get COVID, uh, most state, well, Victoria and Queensland are giving you an exemption. You don't need to get it for another three. You're exempt for three months, basically, right. because they count you as having natural immunity for yes. those three months. So Nelson's exempt for that time. He hinted mm. quite a while back he'd be open to having the Novavax, which has been approved probably three weeks or so ago now. So, so who what, knows what's if the difference end up with that one? That. So that's the tr- it's a more traditional vaccine. So it's the protein base rather than the right. mRNA, which is a, a newer form that's only been around sort of mm. since the the late nineties. Okay. Um, You've had your vaxxers and you've had COVID and you've had the booster and um, it clearly doesn't safeguard against hangovers and losing one's voice. You've had a big weekend, haven't you? Uh, You sound sound awful. I'm I'm okay. I'm (laughs) COVID-free. You can tell. Um, So what happened? Were you bouncing off the walls? Well, the boys um, that I used to play the round ball with football got promoted this week. There was a promotion playoff, a long story anyway, yeah. cut it short. They won the promotion playoff. So convincingly right. two, four, one. So uh that was it was a long Saturday night. I didn't crawl what? into bed until I think four o'clock in the morning. Oh Sunday. So, How's dear Sophie? It is Sophie, a lot of singing, it? yeah. Oh she's all right. She, she understood. She understood. she understood. Four in the morning, a lot of singing. What yeah, sort of, an- lot of anthems singing. or what uh, sort of or so, doof doof doof? No, no no so a lot of anthems, a bit of freed have you heard Freed from Desire? The Will Griggs on Fire song. Oh, we can uh, play so it. We can play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, dig it I'll out. We'll play it out of the next break. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll play a couple of them for you. So you were singing along. You've lost yeah, your. You lost your voice. Big time. Yeah. Oh wow. What Still day was that? Right. Saturday. That was Saturday. Slash Sunday. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a raucous evening. Mm. It was good fun, Chris. Good you fun. wait till you get older. You wait till you get my age. You you can't. You know, it takes a lot longer to. Yeah, got to protect your voice when you're working in radio too. Oh, true. Shouldn't be doing silly things like that. No. No. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. Oh four five seven. There is a story. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Steve. So um, Nelson Asa for Solomona. We were talking about the vaccination and lack thereof, and uh, then we started talking about um, the Russians' voice gone, um, misbehaving, as it were, misbehaving over the weekend. This is higher ground. So that's some of the stuff that you were bouncing around to, yeah? Freed from desire. Freed from Is desire. That it? And that's why you're, la- you're lacking your yeah. voice tonight. That one got a good run on Saturday. Was that you? No, no, Are no. Are you in that? No, no, no. That's... Uh, Rowdy mob. Yeah, long story behind that one. Yeah, yes. I bet there is. Listen, we're going to take a break shortly. When we return, going to uh, chat, hopefully, uh, to Jasper Bruce, the journo from News Limited, and we're going to talk about uh, the ching, ching, ching. The... <laughs> Flowing into the NRL, mm. quite a, a remarkable situation given COVID, but they're, they're up by about 37% in terms of revenue. So looking forward to having a chat to um, to Jasper about that and a few other bits and pieces as well. Just recapping also the full-time score out there at uh, well Shark Park, 30 points to six. Uh, Cronulla hammering the Bulldogs. So we'll talk more about that. And also we're going to talk about uh, p- potential changes to the um, judiciary and match review system being operated by the ARL. Um, James Tamo copped a week for what he did to Sam 
Walker, Lindsay Collins got away with a fine. And then last week, Tyrell Fui-Mayono copped five weeks. Uh, you might have your thoughts on that, but it looks like the NRL or ARL Commission very much open to changing the current system. 0457 736 736. That's the text line. Get involved. Well, some news out today, and you've probably uh, been across it. It was in the, the Daily Telegraph and other publications by News Corp as well, that, uh, well, the, the financial state, or sh- should we say the financial health of rugby league at the top level, um, it's in very good shape. And uh, a good article today written by Jasper Bruce, who is a journo uh, with uh, News Corp. And Jasper now joins us on the line. Hey, thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. Always a pleasure, Chris. Now, I read with interest your your article, so you've done a fair bit of research in there, and you know there's a lot of a lot of figures in there. Before we get into the nitty gritty and, and where the you know the revenues and the increase in revenues has, has come, um, it surprised me initially when I, I I read it that the game is in much stronger financial health now than pre COVID. Um, which just, it sounded a bit bit strange to me how that could possibly happen. You would have thought that, you know, with COVID, the game would financially be hit hard, but in, in fact, it's way out in front. That's exactly right, Chris. Yeah, despite $30 million or nearly $30 million in COVID-19 costs spent uh, just last year, the, the game is somehow in a better position than it was before the pandemic began, at least according to Australian Rugby League Commissioner, uh, Commission Chairman Peter Volandi. So quite incredible there. But, you know, with the way that Peter Volandi has bailed out rugby league since the pandemic began time and time again, it's, it's hardly a surprise, is it? <laughs> no, I, I'm just trying to work out in it sort of, you know, in a simple terms for, for dummies like me. Um, so mm. what are we saying? It's about a 37% increase than the, the year prior in terms of revenue. Um, and keep in yeah, mind, a lot, so of the, 30, lot of a lot of the grounds, you know, we didn't have fans allowed through and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, break it down for us. Well, that, that's right. Thirty-seven percent increase. So, a total of five hundred and seventy-five point one million dollars in revenue. Which, if we're talking surplus, that's forty-three point one million dollars, basically uh, up. So that, that's fantastic news for the NRL. And what it's helped to do is. It's helped the NRL to pay back a lot of the pay cuts that players had to take last year when the pandemic financial hit sort of came calling. Mm. So the the NRL and the Players Association agreed at the end of last year that players would be paid reparations essentially for that. And that equates to $5.5 million. So most of the pay cuts now have been paid back to players, which is fantastic news. And there's also been $5.5 million allotted for the end of this year. So, so that's great as well. And it's also helped the NRL to increase the amount of money that clubs are distributed. So essentially, they've paid out $239.6 million, so hardly pocket change there, in grants to the 16 clubs. And that's 5% up from from last year as well. So so fantastic news. And, and what's great about it is the players, hopefully, and the clubs are the winners from that from that big money, not the people in head office. It's going to be hopefully the, the money distributed to clubs they can make use of for our game. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just seeing a, a quote from Peter Vlandis, um, significant revenue increases and ongoing efficiencies at NRL head office. Well, it was just, you know, they were spending it like like there was no tomorrow. You you rewind a few years and um, Vlandis has, has really slashed costs, operating costs. I know that, but... Significant revenue increases. Would some of this be um, 
because the origin from the previous series was pushed back and, and the revenue falls into a, a different financial year? Would that explain some of it, do you know? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that one, Chris. Mm. I've just got the info that the NRL sent out to us journos, but I do know that the NRL's adamant, how adamant they were about moving into state last year to Queensland as they did rather than playing games in front of empty stadiums. They were really adamant that they didn't want to do that. And obviously that's paid off, hasn't it? Queensland, obviously they're rugby league mad. So getting people into stadiums, getting bums on seats has obviously paid big dividends. And, and you've got to take your hat off to the NRL and to Peter Volandis. Yeah, and, and absolutely. So, yeah, look, I, I, in a nutshell, it is really good news, really good news. And, you know, a lot of it's, you, know, mm. you can make figures seem better than they are with, uh, you know, uh, creative accounting and all that. But anyway, it, it, it's great for the game that it is in good financial um, health. All right, uh, trials from the weekend. Uh, were you at the Storm game, were you? Well, I wasn't actually out there. News Corp didn't fly me down to Ballarat <laughs> in Sydney, unfortunately. So I was covering that one from afar. But it looked quite a windy day in Ballarat, so it was, it was okay by me to be watching that one from afar. But no, I was covering that one remotely for News Corp. And the Storm, back to their best, right? That was probably the big takeaway there. Obviously, they had a bit of a number put on them by the Warriors. Well, not, not a huge score, uh, but they, they did lose to the Warriors last week in what people probably probably might have thought was a surprise. But you have to remember as well, Chris, teams aren't necessarily fielding their best 17 in these trials, are they? It's kind of so coaches can have a look at individual players rather than, rather than having a look at what the team's going to look like in round one necessarily. But having said that, you know, we did see some of the Storm's heavy hitters. Jerome Hughes played a fantastic game. We saw uh, Cameron Munster came out there a little bit as well. So really good to see those guys back in action. One that was a bit worrying out of that game was that Cooper Johns, who's the son of SEN, uh, big name Matty Johns, (laughs) uh, he actually limped off with a bit of an AC joint injury. So he's at long odds to start round one. And obviously he's not a regular member of the Storm spine, but given Cameron Munster's suspended for round one, he was likely going to fill in for him in round one. So now Craig Bellamy's got to start looking oh, geez, who do I fill in here? My third choice, 5'8". Um, looking like Nick Meany might be a good option there. Nick Meany, who's been, been signed from the Bulldogs. And, you know, he played a bit of half, played in the halves a bit and played a bit of fullback the other day. Almost looked as if he could be the Nico Hines for this season for the Storm if he's, uh, if he's up to it. Mm, absolutely. Um, one name that, that I watched, I didn't watch all of that match, um, the Storm Knights, but... Um, Gee, I like the look of um, of Tyron Wishart. He, he he looks like he can really go. They've got they got quite a um, a lot of depth in the number nines, haven't they? Melbourne Storm. That's exactly right. Speaking of son of a gun, yeah, Tyron Wishart, fantastic service out of dummy half. I thought got a try there towards the end, and yeah, he will start at number nine in round one for the Melbourne Storm. So that's fantastic news for him. And like you said, he's kind of been stuck in third place there behind Harry Grant and Brandon Smith, who. To be fair, probably two of the best four or five hookers in the league. So, you know, it's, it's no mean feat getting in front of those guys at the best of times. But it's, it's good thing as they're both suspended for round one as well, that he'll get a chance to sort of show his wares maybe to other clubs as much as to the Storm, what he could do maybe as a starting number nine going forward. Yeah, and, and, and people might be wondering, well, how could he possibly be um, starting for round one? But you, you've, you've outlined that. Uh, Harry Grant and uh, Brandon Smith, both unavailable through suspension, mm. they've got another well, and another um, well, a son of in uh, Bronson Garlic too. He got a bit of game time there, and he looks really, really sharp. I've seen a fair bit of him, New South Wales Cup level. Um, so there's another son of uh, to watch going forward, which is quite a theme, I guess, going through um, club by club this year. Did you catch any of tonight's game? Um, the Sharks convincing winners over the Dogs. 
I was actually covering Usman Khawaja's presser myself tonight. I was on cricket duty, so I didn't get to watch it. But, yeah, you know what I think has been really interesting, like you say, in Bronson Garlic there, these players that haven't had a whole lot of first-grade experience mm. getting to strut their stuff in trials. I think, to be honest, if we take anything away from trials, that's it, right? Maverick Geyer at the Panthers as well. That's been a great – another another son of a gun yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, another another great, um, great story there, and, and so good to see him get a chance to – to play with people watching. I, I can't recall a season where there's ever been this much interest in preseason trials. So it's been fantastic to see guys who might not be making the 17 every week in the regular season get a real chance to see the ship in preseason trials. So that's that's been great uh, from a fan's point of view, I think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking to Jasper Bruce, um, uh, journo, sports journo from uh, from News Corp. Yeah, so the full-time score there, just repeating, um, if you have just uh, joined us, uh, 30 points to six the Sharks beating the Bulldogs 30 points to six um, at uh, points bet stadium out there at Cronulla five tries to one and pretty fiery affair too. Uh, there were a couple of little melees or bust ups and um, you know, I'm just trying to, they sent to the sim bin, but this hasn't got it on here. Um, but anyway, we'll talk more about that uh, in a bit. One of the other talking points out of the weekend trials um, was the incident between West Tigers and the Roosters, well, a couple of incidents and the, I guess, leniency um, in terms of suspensions or sanctions. So James Tamo, um, what he did on Sam Walker when Walker kicking in mid-flight, it could have been really, really dangerous. Well, it was dangerous, but thankfully there were no injuries. And as a result, Tamo walks away with a one-match suspension. Lindsay Collins with a cannonball tackle on uh, Jackson Hastings, wasn't it? That too could have resulted in severe injury. Um, Luckily, it didn't. And he escapes with a fine. Now, there are quite a few people around the game shaking their heads at the, uh, I guess, the leniency in these sanctions. Do you have some thoughts on it? Yeah, you know what I thought was most disappointing about these tackles, Chris, is that they're both totally avoidable, aren't they? The thing is, you know, Mm. sometimes... You can be forgiven, maybe, when you go, oh, it's a bit unlucky. He's sort of slipped there and his shoulders hit the guy's head. You hate to see that, but, you know, it's kind of, it is an accident. But particularly that cannonball tackle from Lindsay Collins, if, if anyone doesn't know what a cannonball tackle is, it's where a player is standing upright and then a late tackler comes in and, and tackles the legs. It's not a tackle we see too much of these days, but completely avoidable. And, and the James Tamo one, you know, it's, it's I was quite, I was incredulous that he wasn't sinned into that on field. And, and I think what's most disappointing is that they are avoidable tackles and for Lindsay Collins to escape with a fine I I was pretty surprised by he's someone who's just come back from a long injury layoff with a knee injury so Mm. you would think he of all people would know how painful it is when when you know you fall quickly or you do something to your knee so I would have thought he'd be the last bloke to pull that kind of tackle but as for James Tamo as well very out of character but at the same time, doesn't make it any better just because he hasn't done it before. And really, like you said, if Sam Walker doesn't break his fall like he did there, it's quick thinking to put his hands out. You know, if he falls on his neck, you know, we, we don't know how bad that could have been. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, a real shame to see those sorts of tackles so early in the season, before the season's even uh, probably started. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously another highlight from the weekend, and I watched a bit of well, pretty much all three of the, the women's games. My goodness, the talent on show was just, it was, it was really good to watch. And, uh, you can I can notice straight away an, an improvement in the quality um, from the previous NRLW season. Did you catch any of the women's games? Yeah, I did caught, caught, caught a bit of the action up there uh, just from afar. I wasn't up in Newcastle myself, unfortunately. But 
Yeah, just so good. And so good to see the local interest as well. I know the Knights were playing one of the games, but 5,000 people out of the NRLW there, I thought was a fantastic Brilliant, result. Yeah. Uh, a, game, a game-winning field goal, the first of its kind in NRLW in that Parramatta versus Newcastle game. So they definitely came, uh, they got what they came to see. So fantastic product that the, the ladies are running out each and every year. And what a great opportunity this year to have two NRLW competitions, one at the start of the year held over from last year. And then one at the end as well. So we're definitely not going to have a shortage, hopefully, of, of fantastic, high-quality uh, female rugby league players doing what they do best, which is entertaining with footy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Jasper, well, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. I appreciate having a chat to you, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again, if you don't mind, as the season rolls on. Always a pleasure, Chris. Looking forward to it already. 16 minutes past 10 in New South Wales, 16 past 9 up there in Queensland. Uh, welcome to the program, Higher Ground, with me. Uh, yeah, you just heard that. Chris Warren, here till midnight. Um, Madman over there. He of, well, Russian ancestry. I, I'm choosing my words very carefully. Oh, man. You're still a mad Russian. <laughs> anyway, you're my mate. Yeah. Nice um, with you. Yeah, good. Good to have you coming. Keep those texts coming through, 0457 736 736. Now, I want to talk about the judiciary, oh, well, the sanctions handed mm. out, um, and I understand that the NRL is looking into uh, potentially changing the way the match review and the charge sheet is all composed. Um, I believe most of the clubs are on board with making these changes. Uh, however, they ha- will not be made, I don't think, in time for, for round one. Mm. Um, it did conduct an off-season review, and there's an, an article by Michael Shamus today in the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, and we had a lot of inconsistencies last year where, you know, average Joe Blow, like you or me, even just, just fans, spectators, couldn't quite comprehend how... Player X could be handed that, a slap on the wrist for that, and then player Y could be suspended for five or six weeks. Um, The current system is very difficult to follow. The point system, you've got loading, you've got discounts for early guilty plea, you've got grade ones, twos, three, grade one, 100 points, grade two, 200 points, but grade one, you won't get a suspension if you take the early plea, etc. It's just very difficult to follow. And I think last year we saw so many inconsistencies. And this article by Michael Shamus, he points out a couple of them. Do you remember... Um, Dylan Brown's late shot on Drew Hutchison. That was out at Parramatta Stadium, was yeah. I'm sure it was. And then we had Latrell Mitchell's tackle on on Joey Manu. Well, already we're not even into round one yet, but we've seen in the two weeks of trials, we've we've seen some you know, blatant inconsistencies. And I touched on it earlier, and our listeners might have some thoughts on this as well. I think there's got to be you can't you can't tear apart one system without providing you know some sort of solution, but, and I don't have the solution here in front of me, but there has to be a better system for handing out penalties and sanctions for, for, you know, breaches of, of conduct on the field. Um, there has to be a better way and a simpler way that all of us can understand a, a lot easier. There's also some thought of changing away from the point system, but also, um, you would need uh, greater weighting to be rubbed out of an origin or a grand final or even maybe a semi-final match. They should have a greater weighting than a normal NRL match. 
So that's the other thing on the table. But as I say, we've already seen in just two weeks of trials, we've seen some well, really large inconsistencies. So James Tamo, right, his, his tackle on Sam Walker at the weekend, Walker in the air when kicking, and we've been on about this for years now, protecting the player who can't do anything because his feet are off the ground, the mm. kicker. Um, and there was no real malice in it, but it was just it was careless. It was really careless and almost reckless, you know, from James Tamo. And he's got a pretty squeaky clean record, I think, on field. And that surely came into it. But he will serve a one-match suspension. Sam Walker almost landed on his bloody neck and he could have broken his neck, you know. It doesn't take much for something like that to go wrong. And that's why that tackle that James Tamo affected is outlawed. But there needs to be a stronger weighting of the penalty, you know. So he gets one week for that, for a tackle that could have bloody broken Sammy Walker's neck. Um, And then you have Lindsay Collins. The cannonball tackle, this came in many, many years ago. Really, really dangerous. And we've seen players suffer ACL injuries, you know, career-threatening injuries because both of their legs are planted. They're held onto by a couple of other defenders. And there's the cheap shot you can bang in around the knees and, and buckle them even from behind. So another dangerous tackle that could really cause severe injury. He doesn't even serve a suspension. You get it? He doesn't, not, not even one week, I believe, he just cops a fine. Mm. So then you rewind another, I don't know, eight days, and Tyrell Fui Mayono. So he gets done, a hip drop tackle um, on Hayes Dunster, yep. right? Yeah. Hayes Dunster is now gone for the season. Really bad injuries. Um, ACL, medial, other um so he won't play all season, Parramatta winger. Now, that hip drop tackle, there are probably many of them in a game that we don't even notice, really. But because of the severity of the injury to Hayes Dunster, Fui Mayono, um, he's out for five weeks. For something that, you know, you really had to, you know, if there was no injury, we probably wouldn't have missed it. I'm sure he wouldn't have even probably got penalised for it if there was no injury. So there you have it in just two weeks, some real inconsistencies in the sanctions that are being handed out under the current points system. Um, I think there has to be a, an easier way, a more uh, a system that's easier to understand and to also implement. You might have mm. your thoughts on that as well, 0457 736 736. I see here in this article too, it says a, a recent poll of NRL head coaches conducted um, conducted by the Herald, uh, this poll, 80% who completed the survey said the game needed to overhaul the current judiciary slash match review system. 80% of those coaches who completed the uh, the poll. Um and a quarter of the coaches also deemed the implementation of the system as the most pressing issue the NRL needed to address. So you might have your thoughts on that. And yes, I know last year was a little bit different, wasn't it? Because, well, they really clamped down from magic round onwards on contact to the head. 
And I haven't got a problem with that, implementing new laws or rules or protocols on the run. That's fine. I haven't got a problem with that at all. Some might say, well, you can't do that mid-season, that sort of stuff. Yes, you can. Um but I just think I just think this needs addressing mm. because we're going to be talking about it each and every week. Uh, uh, Greg McCallum, I spoke with him today. The judge, he's up on holiday somewhere, but he's going to be joining us again this season. Um, the judge, former first grade referee, um, and he's got a lot of strong thoughts on the whole thing as well. There has to be a better way. There has to be an easier way. I don't have the solution in front of me, but it's good that the NRL is working towards finding a better system. Okay, so is this one point I put... Because for me, the NRL knew this was coming. They knew they were going to have to do something at the end of the year. How can they not have it ready? I don't know. How How is it... How extensive is this review process that they can't have it ready for round one? This is what gets me about the NRL, is we're talking about consistency and how, mm. you know, difficult it was to get consistent. And I couldn't agree more. But change... <laughs> not having this system that they were aware they were going to have to change ready you for the start agree. of the season, ready for the start of the season. Now we're going to have to change it in the middle of the year and we're going to have to all adjust. Like it I just agree. doesn't I, make well, sense. Well, okay. Well, it probably links maybe to another story, which we've already just spoken about with Jasper Bruce. Um, the revenue mm. of the NRL has skyrocketed and Peter Volandi says significant revenue increases and ongoing efficiencies at NRL head office. He's that has put that down to the strong financial position. Ongoing efficiencies at NRL head office. By that he means he's got rid of a lot of maybe dead wood or personnel. I shouldn't say dead wood. Other personnel, and maybe they don't have the bodies in there to get this sort of stuff done. I don't know. But you're right. It does seem a bit Great. strange that why have we. How when 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 the was the grand final? Finals in October. October, right? November, December, January. Yeah, so they've had a few months. Like, what have we? What have I we been know. doing all I summer? Have we been arguing maybe with had... England about playing the World Club Challenge? May, may, like, maybe they had summer holidays. <laughs> They're entitled to take a break. For me, that's that's like that's state league stuff. Oh, that's that's really really poor. If you're going to implement a, something. As big and as yeah. game changing as what yeah. they're talking about there, you've got to have that ready for the start of the season. You've got to have that ready round six. Well, they've got a couple of weeks, ten days, <laughs> haven't they? Eleven days. Knowing how quickly the NRL works. Anyway, um, you might have your thoughts. You might have your thoughts on that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. As I say, they are entitled to have a, a summer holiday, a summer break. Um. Now, you love your footy, round ball code, right? Yes. Just take us through. Have we got any audio? I oh, probably haven't got any audio, but it doesn't matter. I mean, this Liverpool-Chelsea, do Chelsea and Liverpool. So what's it finish all level? Well, it was nil-nil. It was one of the best. After extra time, still nil-nil. So you go to the penalty shootout, right? This is the League Cup final. And so 10 from each side have their shot, and they all fail to land it. So No, no, no. Other way round. They all scored. Oh, they all scored. Right, so it's level at 10. Yeah. That's just crazy, though. 20 penalties in a row. I've it's never pretty impressive. Ever, have you, you've been following soccer for a long time. Have you I ever seen it happen before? I haven't seen it in European football. I've heard of African Cup of Nations finals going to so it's 18, 10, 19 and it's stuff 10 like that. It's 10 all no. in the penalty shootout. So they all get their goals. What were the keepers doing? Well, that's okay. So this and so is, then, then the keepers had to... Have their own shot. So this is part of the, the great part of the story, right? Chelsea substituted their keeper because 
the keeper who was sitting on the bench is apparently better at saving penalties than yeah. the guy that started the game. And he didn't save one of them. Kepper, Kepper, is it? Kepper Aritha Balaga. Who? Kepper Aritha Balaga. He's from the Basque region, one of those great yeah. uh, Spanish Basque names. But he, so he came on to try and save them the game and ended up being the guy, oh, the, the one of the 22 players to take a penalty that missed because he's last. They generally have the keeper going last of the 11. So it was Kepper against Keeper. Kepper against Keeper and Keeper, well, Keeper didn't have to do anything. The ball it went, went, I, a bit, went into Rosette. It was That's a shocking like, penalty. It went into Rosette, so it was about 10 metres over the, the crossbar, the top of the the bar going across the yep. net. Well, it's like playing golf, isn't it? You, you're never going to – you can't sink the putt if you are too short. If you leave it short, it, you, it won't go in. Um, you have to aim it somewhere in that rectangular mm. net for it to go in. Well, but it's the opposite to golf, isn't it, Chris? Because if you, if you, you, can't, oh, you wow. can't shoot under the goal, can you? You can go well and truly over it. It's what well, Kepper, the keeper, did. Well, what I'm saying is you're not going to score a goal if you – Shoot the ball over the top yes, of the exactly net. Exactly right. Right. So you should really advice. aim it for the net, right? Sage advice. Sage advice. Wow. Crazy match. Absolutely. I'm glad that caught your attention. Oh, that was good dear. fun watching that this morning. I didn't know, because I had never seen it before, yeah. I didn't know that if it's 10 10 and, and everyone yeah. scores, then the keepers have to have a shot. I didn't know that. Mm. It's a great system. People want to get rid of penalty shootouts. I reckon it's probably it's a lot. It's one of the greatest things that we actually have going for us oh, in I knockout know. tournaments. It's just heartbreak, though, isn't it? But it's just oh. brilliant theatre. I don't oh, I care know. about fairness and all that. Give me the theatre. Any I day wonder of any of our listeners, do, am, I, I sound, am I really stupid for not knowing that? Or oh. maybe some of our listeners might actually know. I didn't know that the keepers took the 11th penalty shot it's as well. It's not something you see no. almost ever. Anyway, oh, well, mate, oh, put my hand, put my hands up yeah. in the air. Well, I'm, I'm a bit silly. I'm a bit stupid. Oh, I thought you were putting your hand up to have a go in goal and knocking a penalty. Oh, I reckon that'd be my best spot. <laughs> in the goal? Keeping, yeah. <laughs> I remember school, I always wanted to be the keeper well, on the limited occasions that I played. different thinkers, goalkeepers. Yeah. Always a little bit different. Is there a player like that? Is there a position like that in league that's you're always the head screwed on a little bit differently? They're a bit weird. Is that's always goalkeepers? Are they? They're always, oh, which position? Well, you think, well, you th- think are they a bit weird? Are they? Well, you th- okay. So just think of the guys, even in Australia, Mark Bosnich, just mm. wide a little bit. No, you know, nice guy, wide a little bit. Schwarzer, different. he was Schwarzer, straight up. Schwarzer, he? Still no. wide a little bit differently. Zelko as well, Kalach. Zelko Kalach. Yeah, Matty Ryan, lovely guy, but Loves definitely, definitely wide a little Is bit he? differently. Yeah, yeah, wide. I like the way you put that. Wired a little differently. We're all wired a little different. It'd be a boring we place are if, if you're we're all wired. We're all wired the same. So I didn't know that. So the keepers yeah. are generally wired yeah. a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah. What position in league are they wired a little differently? I.e., bit weirdos. Well, I was. I was going to put forward front rowers. Well, front rowers and hookers. Hookers. <laughs> Would that be fair? Well, at Melbourne Storm, they've got a few players that are wired a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> Not limited to any one position. Talking about Melbourne Storm, right? Uh, Mark from Prairie Wood. Uh, we'll get to that text in a moment, Marco. I'll just um, talk about Melbourne Storm, though. So I sent a tweet out last night. Um, yes. What did I say? Did see that? That they were well set at the more the hooker hookers position. than than um, Kings Cross. 
No, I didn't say hawkers. I said number nines. Mm. Um, what about the riches that they've got in, in that position? Yeah. So Tyron Wish, I really like the look of what I've seen from him, right? And I guess he's a makeshift number nine. Mm. Really quick and, and tough. Um, Brandon Smith. Yep. Yep. Tick. He was number one mm. hooker in the game, I, I think, last year. Harry Grant, origin, massive future. And then um, young Bronson Garlic, too. He plays dummy half. Yeah. So he's just joined them. So he was with Newtown and he's uh, on a development contract there. But no, away from that, in terms of round one, who have they got, by the way? Tigers, I they think. They got the Tigers round one, yeah. They've got the Tigers. So they will be without Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster. And maybe Ryan Pappenhausen as well. Definitely Ryan Pappenhausen. Is he deaf? Defo. I, I thought he was still pushing for. I don't know. I might be out of the zone. We'll have a look at that. I think it's more. It's. I don't know if it's definitely, but I think it's closer to a mm. no than a yes. Than a yes. Mm. So um, yeah, there you go. And Munster suspended, obviously. Brandon Smith suspended. That was for icing saying, sugar. Are you saying sneaky chance for West Tigers in round one? Well, well, played well on the weekend. It's only a two horse race. Yeah, of course, right. there's a chance. <laughs> um, but they look really good, didn't mm, they? Melbourne yep, Storm. They Gee, I thought they they looked really good. Righto, uh, we better take a uh, a break, and uh, we will be uh, back with more. Keep those uh, texts coming through during the break. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. My hand is also up. Well, uh, no idea about penalty shootouts, so you learn something new every day from Tim the Toolman. Get Tim another Bundy, will you? We'll take a break. And back with me. Yes, it is high ground with uh, me, Chris Warren, up until midnight. So I hope you're enjoying the show, as as we generally normally do. We we don't have uh, you know, a whole lot of structure to the to the show. It's sort of you know, seat of the pants sort of stuff. And we'll talk a bit of sport and more sport, and um, have a few laughs along the way. If we can. On a, uh, a serious note, though, I was just talking about Brandon Smith and the, the depth of hookers and options that Melbourne Storm have. But, and Smith was to serve a one-match suspension, wasn't he, over the uh, – that was over the white powder. Um, but news to hand, and thank you, uh, Mark. He's saying, isn't Smith allowed to play round one now? And that is absolutely correct. So that's only happened about an hour or two ago. Um, so Brandon Smith – and Warriors fullback Reese Walsh, um, they have had their suspensions reduced mm. by one match, following on from the precedent set by Latrell Mitchell with South Sydney. Uh, they went into bat for Latrell uh, because he would have played in the Indigenous and Maori All-Stars match. One of his games would have counted. So uh, on that precedent, um, Brandon Smith and Reese Walsh have both had their um, suspensions well reduced by one. Mm. So you're right. So... Uh, good news for, for Melbourne Storm that Brandon Smith will play against West Tigers in round one. So not such great news for Tyron Wishart, who I think had his uh, hopes of um, maybe starting in the number nine jersey. So that won't happen now. Um, first match against West Tigers. So uh, there you go. Mark, thanks, mate, for keeping us on our toes as well. Um, and that's the way we do things. Now, um, other sport Around the grounds we go. We know that the Aussies are in Pakistan. They've uh, settled into camp over there. 25, uh, 24 years since they they last uh, we last toured 
Pakistan. Um, so everything is going according to plan. Um, head of state security, the, the security like is, is, is right over the top. I like that, yeah. Australia has head of state level security. Uh, and team members say they, they feel really, really safe. Uh, one of the world's richest individuals, multi-billionaire Bill Gates, stayed here uh, last week. What, in the same place? Yeah. Jeez. I reckon it would be high-level security. Um, that was when uh, Bill was meeting uh, Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan. An American guest said he once bumped into Turkish president. Uh, in the lift. So they Do you like this hotel? Wow, yes, I do <laughs> like this bloody hotel. It reminds me of the maybe where the England touring team were put oh, up down there right. in the yes. vineyards, the, the yes. wine country. I'd forgotten about that. Weren't they? The families yeah, put up yeah, down there no, in they the, were. And the yeah, wine no. country. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> well, they say that the Australian cricket captain is the second highest mm. physician in office in this country. So he should well be afforded. Oh, the luxuries that come with such a, uh, a prestigious mm. position in world sport. Paddy Cummins, the boy from Penrith, he spoke, did he? Yes, well, did. Can I can I listen to absolutely. Sir Pat? Yeah, no, absolutely. Feel incredibly safe. Lots of security um, straight off the plane, straight to the hotel. So feel feel really really safe. Pretty much being confined to the hotel, other than on um, games and training, will be um, you know obviously at the stadium. But no, it feels feels really good. I mean, the, the real changes are getting, over here in subcontinent are normally the conversation around two spinners or, um, you know, all three quicks. Um, there are some unknowns, but there's also been some test cricket played here. And, um, you know, we feel really confident in our squad. We've got all cases, uh, all bases covered. You know, you, you don't need to look into it too deeply unless the conditions really, really are telling you something else. Yeah, you think of, the, of those, you know, us four quick bowlers, that you can only probably pick three. Um so, yeah, I'll leave that to the selectors. going to be some tough calls. So there is Paddy Cummins. So they are in Islamabad. Um, I'm just going on here. Um, Monday was scheduled. So today was scheduled as a rest day. But mm. it says players can forget about thinking of going out for a walk outside the confines of their hotel, which can't be named for security reasons. So we don't even know where they're staying. Does anyone know where they're staying? <laughs> well, apparently the they bus got, driver had to know. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently, so they got 7,000 Pakistan um, armed forces basically mm-hmm. following, working on their project. So that they're not on all at the same time, but working in shifts and around the I wonder clock. how big. 7,000 of them. I wonder how big the grounds are of this hotel. Be, I, don't well, think they'd need to, I don't think they'd need to leave the hotel. Yeah, that's right. Sweeping Gold. grounds. Half of Islamabad. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I, I've never, I've never. No, I've never. Well, we, we've not been able to go to Pakistan. I thought that was where you were going. Uh, well, I've never been to Pakistan. Mm. I've never been to India. And for whatever reason, right? So if I get time off or I'm going to travel overseas, and I, so I lived in UK for, for a long, yeah. for a decade, right? So I, I've seen a lot of Europe mm. and love it. Um, I don't, it's funny with me, I don't have a desire really to do America. No, I get that. I'd like to go to Vegas and tick yeah. that off. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have any general lure desire to go to New York, for example. No. Whereas a lot of people say it's just great city. Mm. But nothing really lures me to that. And equally, 
the subcontinent, there's nothing really dry, uh, luring me to travel there either, mm. or Middle East. I, Anywhere in I East Asia, think, Japan or Japan. Hong Kong, I've, been, well, I've been through China. Japan. I've been, oh, you've been I've done you know, that. Uh, Thailand, I, yeah, oh. I want to go there. I mean, other than can Bangkok, yeah, I want to. Yeah, can recommend. Sorry, can recommend. Yeah, I bet you can. Thailand, I bet you can. <laughs> so now you got out of there safe. God. <laughs> But no, I've got no desire yeah. to go to the Middle East. There you go. Um, but they say Sri Lanka's lovely too. Yeah, that's that's the place on the subcontinent. If I could go anywhere, I think I'd be mm. headed to Gaul or somewhere in Sri Lanka. And then Eastern Europe. Um, like Croatia, they say, is beautiful. Croatia, Dalmatian Hungary, coast. Yeah. I've been to Hungary yeah. and got the sh- kicked out of me. Oh, really? Yeah. Goodness, that's an off-air story. No, I'll tell it on. I think I've, I went to have my Bucks party in Budapest. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that would have been a big... Oh, I got the slipper laid into me by some big, burly Budapestian bouncers. Oh, yeah. Were you refusing to yes. leave? Goodness me. No, I was refusing to pay. Oh, refusing to pay. They were asking for payment for, oh, for something see. that had said service that hadn't been provided or anything. Right? Goodness me. Just in a bar. Oh, I went to the police. Mm, I no, did. In Budapest. They, they weren't have. terribly helpful either. <laughs> I think they were going to so. land the other slipper into me. <laughs> oh, my God. I tell you, what, I got heated in the police in mm. the in the police station. Sir. Trying to speak their language. Sir, shut up. Walk away. <laughs> I got what well, we referred to it as the Hungarian foot massage. Well, that's, yeah. Goodness yeah. Me. Laid the boot in my, my ribs. Oh, lucky to be I would alive. Love, I would love to go to Budapest. Lucky to get out of there alive. There are about 25 of us on our my Bucks party. Yeah? And was it all of you that got into trouble I, or just you? No, no it wasn't just me. Uh, some, like a couple of them, you probably know their names. Or I won't mention any names. But I was, well, I would have been about 40. Yeah. 38? Mm-hmm. I was 38. Oh, so you passed your no, but I was partying. 38. 23 of the traveling crew. I dragged them out of my local pub wow, over there in okay. London. Right. They were all about 60. So I didn't get much help. <laughs> when I, when I'm getting this Hungarian foot massage slash slipper being pounded into the ribs. So I wasn't, I didn't have much backup. Oh my goodness. Well, how did we get onto this? <laughs> oh, anyway. So I have been to Hungary and won't be going back. Yes, it is. Uh, recapping to tonight's uh, score, the final trial match of the weekend. The final trial match, full stop, really, wasn't it? Cronulla Sharks 30, easily accounting for the Bulldogs 6, 30 points to 6. Matt Burton, uh, really good, I, I thought, for, for the Bulldogs. Mm. I only saw bits of it, mind you. I was driving in here um, as the game was on. Um, Nico Hines, very good for Cronulla. Um, and Tavita Pankai Jr., he found himself in the bin on report too. Uh, it was a pretty uh, fiery old match yeah. out there at Cronulla, 30 points to six. Now, cricket, why uh, the other rugby leagues, Brandon Smith and uh, Reese Walsh, they have um, had their one-match suspensions cleared, basically, or reduced by one match. So Brandon Smith will be able to play against West Tigers in round one. So that's uh, the other uh, latest news for you in rugby league. Cricket uh, and Bondi Jack, um, it's quite a lengthy text. I'll go through it, shall I? Because I think... You sent this to me on Friday, mate. Um, didn't get to it. Chrissy, it broke my heart this week seeing Abbott, Lyon and Stark lounging and laughing around the SCG boundary rope with Warner, Hazelwood and Cummins nowhere to be found. While New South Wales kids struggled at six for 105 on day one. 
as uh, versus Victoria. None of New South Wales' nine tour members have played red ball since mid-Jan, yet Swepson, Steckity and Harris all played, while Marnus, Kawaja, Nisa, Head and Carey all chose their state last week. Every New South Wales player was stood down, all like Warner and Lyon, chose to brush New South Wales. This includes Moses Enriquez, who was ignored for all five T20s. Can anybody tell me what clowns run New South Wales cricket and Cricket Australia? Where is the pride in nurturing shield performance and where is the preparation for Pakistan? Bondi Jack. Thank you, Bondi. Um, I can tell you, you, you've got strong thoughts about this. Um, and there isn't really much consistency, is there, from state to state? Well, it's, that's the Sheffield Shield and the upkeep of that and priority of T20 over sort of the longer form of the game in terms of bringing in revenue for CA. So, mm. I, yeah, I'd be blaming the organisation rather than the players there, absolutely. Mm. Well, there's a bit of a stink too, isn't there, with New South Wales Rugby League and a couple of their yeah. directors have resigned. Nick uh, Politis yeah. um, was one of them. Do you raise your – I raised my eyebrows at that. It was – I was surprised. George Paponis too. Yeah. Um, and I think at the root of it is, uh, I don't know the ins and outs, but Sharks boss, Dino Mezzatesta, who I know, he was actually, um, we came to my wedding. Well, not my That's wedding. Right. Cruise. Yeah, cruise. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, where was I going? So basically this is thought that some might walk out on the New South Wales Rugby League. New South Wales Rugby League obviously runs all of junior competitions. Mm. And its big cash cow is the state of origin. Mm. That's the jewel in the crown. But those powers could be handed back to the ARL Commission. It could then run those competitions and leaving New South Wales Rugby League as just to operate state of origin. And grassroots? Well, no. I, Even that? I think that, there's a thought, could be handed back to the, the governing body at the top of the pyramid. Mm. Um, well, a lot of investment would need to, to go yeah, into do it, to doing that. But um, So just watch this space. I didn't yeah. read the article in full, but it was in the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah. I think I was reading yep. out there before. Um, so it's not just uh, cricket that has some issues in administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Rugby League has as well. Uh, just follow that story. Uh, what else, what else, what else? 0457 736 736. Uh, Mark from Prairiewood. In the test match between South Africa and New Zealand, three bowlers had the same figures of two for 81. Uh, and I've just dug it out. Yeah, Matt Henry, two for 81. Kyle Jamison, two for 81. Neil Wagner, two for 81. <laughs> and uh, Mark is asking, has this ever happened before? I was just looking at some of the uh, – Jamison, he was the only person to, to bowl some extras too. He three wides and two no balls. Um, has it happened before? Oh, my God. That's a tough question to ask me at this hour. Mark, um, I would hazard a guess that no, it hasn't happened before. Two for 81, three bowlers from the same team. Um, I don't know. I'll get my people to get back to you. Well, time now to continue our, our season previews. We've been going through club by club over the past couple of, w- of weeks. And, uh, well, we talk to the boys who know them the best, who talk about their teams every week. This time, we are headed to West Tigers territory with Westlife Podcast's Josh Barnett. Josh joins us on higher ground. Thanks for your company, Josh. How are you, mate? 
It's an absolute honour. And um, after, I mean, there's only a trial, but it's always nice getting one over the roosters. Um, yeah, it doesn't count for much, but it, um, some good vibes. Yeah, it seems like uh, heading into the regular season, possibly. Well, absolutely. Uh, a win's a win is a win, you know, and uh, you haven't had that many uh, things to cheer about in recent seasons. Um, what are your thoughts generally on, on the shape of the, before we talk about the, the trial at the weekend, the, you know, the general shape of this year's squad? Um, I think a lot of us in the fan base are looking more forward to 2023. We've got a lot of good recruits coming along uh, next year. Obviously, uh, probably he's the main one. But um, look, this year, I think we've said it, my co-host and I, we just want to see improvement throughout the year. We want to see the young guys get better because there's a lot of young talent in our team, like the Dane Lorries, and hopefully, um, I mean, it's a shame that guys like Sean Bloor and Tommy Talao and Anna Dwight here are all young guys as well um, have been denied this chance. But, um, look, it's it's going to be... If we make the top eight, it'll be the balls bounce our way. It's mm. not impossible. I mean, 2005, we didn't think we'd um, make the semis, let alone with the con that year. But, um, look, this year, there's always, when the season restarts, there's that little bit of hope and think, oh, maybe... Um, we can get a little bit better. The trial, it looks good in the trial, but I mean, we smashed Manly in a trial last year and that obviously meant very little. So, um, no, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm just not so much nervous, but I think we're going into this year thinking we know it's probably going to get better next year. Okay. All right. Well, a bit of a, maybe a holding pattern for the Tigers. I know Tigers fans listening to the show will be you know, desperate that you can break into the, uh, the top eight for the first time in many, many years. Yeah. Uh, let's just look back at, at the weekend trial then. 16 points to eight over the Roosters. The, the Chooks, they jumped out to an 8 nil lead, didn't they? So a really strong um, second-half performance from you guys, keeping them, I think, yeah, to zero in the second half. James Tarmo, um, that was very early in the match. Um, yeah. That tackle, which he, you know, he stayed on the field, but he's going to serve... Um, a week, isn't it? A week, I think. One match. One match. Yep, yeah, he took the early guilty. Yeah, play early today. guilty. Yep. One one match. Um, he's a lucky fella. So too is Sam Walker, might I add. Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah people have asked me yeah, about the time. I think I, I think one week is very, very lucky. As soon as you start, um, yeah, start going at the knees, we're really going to protect players. We don't want to see, especially our club, the amount of mm. ACL injuries that we've got going at our club at the moment. Um yeah, Jimmy just was careless, and some people said, "Oh, it was a fourth tackle. He might not have like he could have pulled out of it." He, for a veteran, it was very surprising for him too. Like, it's not like he's a player that's known for, which is probably why he got one game because he, it's not. Mm. Um, for as far as far as I know, he's got a pretty clean record. He's not a guy that goes out to to hurt people. He plays hard, but he doesn't play dirty. So I don't think there was malice in it, and mm. I don't think he wanted to hurt. It was just careless. So, mm. um, well, yeah, one week he's uh, he's quite lucky. You, you can't do that in the modern game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he said, you know, after he was just you know he was busting, he was just too eager and too enthusiastic. And yeah. Uh, anyway, um, thankfully nothing wrong uh, to Sam Walker. Um, right, uh, Jackson Hasty, another another. Positive to come out of that match, I thought, was um, the performance of Jackson Hastings. Absolutely. 
Um, he is that one little spark of hope that we have. I mean, there's there's others like Dan Laurie's obviously gave us a lot of things to cheer about last year and mm. him coming back. But Jackson Hastings being thrown in the mix, um, he just seems to add that spark, that fire uh, in the back line. Like Luke Brooks, um, the talent's there. We know it's there, but we need we need that the halfback halfback that's just taste control and apparently at training he's just barking the house down he's already mm. taking control of the team which is what you want to see from the halves and I was just been doing the rewatch for our um, episode we do a rewatch um, episode every Monday for this season so just rewatching the game just watching Hastings just take control in the halves and telling people where to go he's there's a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily notice watching it live but he he just seems like that burst of energy that mm. the club has just, and the whole fan base. I think if there's something that we're putting our faith in this year for something to happen, it will be, um, yeah, obviously he's the big X factor. Well, Luke Brooks is, you know, he's, he's the one that they all point the finger at when things are going bad. And I guess, you know, in part that's fair because he's number seven. He's the key playmaker. He's yeah. been there for a long time and hasn't, I guess, reached the heights that um, some thought he would, and he's still got time to do that. But maybe having Hastings there, you know, um, it'd be interesting to see how that impacts on Luke Brooks' season, given that, you know, Dewey comes back in round, or I don't know, what is it, round 10, I think. Um, uh, or, the talk is 14. I've, I've heard hmm. even the talk could be as late as round 14. It could be a while. Okay, okay. so, uh, well, the jury's out and see what sort of impact that Jackson Hastings has on the performance of Luke Brooks. Um, can I yeah. ask, what, what um, the five captains thing, what, 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 in general, what are the fans, <laughs> how do the fans feel about that? Um, we shook our heads and we're a bit embarrassed. We're getting a lot of heat from fans of other teams. I mean, the Melbourne Storm have something similar. Um, Ivan Cleary did the same thing mm. a few years ago and we won half our games and we're basically one of the first teams to have a 50% win record and come ninth. But, um, yeah, I I have a theory on this. There's only one reason they've done this. Mm. Adam Dwayne, he will be the captain one day. He's the, the future captain of the West Tigers. I had him on the podcast late last year. I asked him about it. He kind of played it down because he's not going to try and overthrow Jimmy Tarmel. But he also said he'd be very honoured too. He loves the club. He grew up supporting the club. He's got that heart. Um, he reminds me of Robbie Farah a lot mm. in that, well, not just because they're both Lebanese, Lebanese but yeah. the, he's just got that, um, like when we played the, beat the Panthers last year, just seeing him, like he fist pumps to the crowd. He's just got that mm. leadership quality about him. So yeah, to get back to the question, the five captains thing, I think it's just to make it less awkward when Adam Dwayne comes back. Because if you say, for example, we give it to Luke Brooks and then Adam Dwayne comes back midway through the year and say, you know what, Luke, you're not captain anymore. It's actually Adam. They can't be good for confidence. It might not be Brooks. I mean, um, mm. who, who knows? It could be Jimmy Tarn. I mean, they could have made him co-captains or something. I, I just think it's, they want Adam Dwayne to be captain. So the other four guys can kind of take turns and then it'll be him. I, I have no doubt that Adam Dwayne here with a West Tigers captain 
not long after he gets back and for many years to come. Mm. I'm talking to Josh Barnett of the West Life podcast, all about uh, West Tigers season preview. Have I been pronouncing it wrong for a couple of years then in saying Dewey? It is Dwayhe then, is it? Is that, is that how he pronounces it? I, I had an inside word of from a family member of his mm. that it that, that they kind of the family do things quite funny. They everyone calls him Dewey, and it's mm. true. It's, I think Dwayne. I said Dwayne here, but if you say it absolutely traditionally, I think it's even more precise. I'm giving it as oh well. Good I'm just. Of, uh, I'm just getting. I'm, I'm going to stick with Dewey, yeah. Josh. I'm going to stick with Dewey, he, Josh. I asked Bloody him about easy. it, and he says he's totally fine. With oh, Dewey, good. Good. But, um, Someone someone told me that it's actually Dwayne, so I, I ran with it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Hey, okay, mate, finally, <laughs> and you've got Tim Sheens there as well. Um, is that a good thing, or does that add, add extra pressure on Madge? I I think it's been a good thing. Judging by the trial, this is purely speculation, but it seems like there's a little bit more of that freedom, um, freedom footy being played. Even though it was pouring down raining golf, mm. they were throwing the the offloads and stuff just reminded me. I know Tim Sheen's back in the day used to like train with balls of soap and that sort of thing in 2005, and they were probably the best ball handling one to 17 team the NRL's ever seen. Not to exaggerate with my bias there, but um, just they, they were known for just the whole team being skillful and offloading and um, yeah, that constant offloading second phase play. And another thing too, I just. From the outside looking in, it feels like Tim Sheens maybe has got Madge to calm down and kind of uh, he's known as being <laughs> super intense and yeah. burning plays out. I think Sheens, it seems like just judging by when they went up to Terrigal for their preseason camp, they seem to be going for more. The crom- Another thing that was big in 2005 was, was the camaraderie sort of thing. It wasn't necessarily relying on stars because... Mm. Look, we've got some, maybe some future stars, but we don't have um, any superstars with all respect to our players. I think there's a few of them that will be superstars in coming coming seasons, if not this season. But um, the vibe, just the vibes. I think uh, to, to quote the castle, but um, yeah, I think the vibe around the club is more the cohesion and a bit more relaxed vibe, and rather than matches uh, intensity, yeah, which can be. Yeah, yeah, just, just say, Madge, just chill a little bit. Let let these these young kids and then be trained a little bit Take different. Take a chill pill, Madge. Even though even though Sheen's an older coach, I think he just kind of knows how players tick, and I think you can kind of see that happening with the club. Mate, we're running a little short of time here, Josh. Um, in summary, very quickly, what is a successful season for West Tigers? I said improvement. Um, I, I predict us to win, I think, 10 wins out of 24 would be... I mean, a successful season is making the playoffs or making the semifinals. I, it's going to be very hard, but, I mean, you might win 10 games and sneak into the top eight. So I'm thinking around that 10-win mark. Just I just want to see the team to just be in the fight every week. Late last year, it was just getting a joke. And I know this season was COVID-affected and that sort of thing. And they were living in a hotel. So things got were really weird last year. So maybe a bit of stability with the competition this year. And second grade coming back and that sort of thing might help us. But I think around that 10-win mark, I just want the boys to be in the fight. I want to go to the game every week knowing that, you know what, we might win this and not 
come up against Melbourne and think we could lose by 60. All right, Josh. Well, there it is. Uh, so 10 wins will be the bar of success. Appreciate your time, mate, on higher ground. Good luck to the West Tigers in 2022. Thanks for having me. Well, sadly, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed the show. As always, a thanks to the Mad Russian and uh, to you guys and girls who did send through the texts. Again, thank you. I will join you again on Wednesday. So until then, keep smiling. Bye-bye.